Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. This is Crystal. This is Mark. This is John. This is Zoe. And we're here in my living room. That Yay. was kind of like our like '90s pop band oh, intro. I like it. Yeah, me too. Are we gonna okay. four part harmony? I would right sing some pop song, but I'm not sure about copyright laws, so <laughs> I won't sing anything pop. But we're gonna have Oh, so many good options. Bop is what I got in my head. Oh yes. Um. The so welcome back. Uh, today we're gonna talk to you a little bit about starting music programs from nothing, because all of us entered our current teaching situations creating something out of nothing, and I know that I this is not my first rodeo creating a music program where there was none previously. I think most people that started teaching about the same time that we did, uh, that's just what you walk into down here uh, in Southern California. Um, the 1970s and 80s saw most music programs cut because of budget changes uh, in public education and just little by little watched uh, music and art programs kind of vanish. But they are, they're trying to make a comeback. They're making a huge comeback in a big way. In Chula Vista, and we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. So I know when we had Lauren come talk to us back in the Prelude episode, she talked about how there had not been a VAPA coordinator in her um, in her current position in the district in over thirty years. Um, Goodness gracious! I know. So she uh, she walked in to to make something exist where nothing had before, and whereas uh, other districts have like ten people doing the job that she's <sighs> doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that we can sometimes feel that way too, though, you know, whereas uh, other states or other parts of the country, you might have a team of music teachers to teach the number of kids that mm-hmm. we do. We're, right. we're the one at the site. Right. Um, so I just want to hear from you guys. Uh, what? Um, uh, why don't we start with first impressions of walking into a school um, to make something from scratch? Mark. My first impression was, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, so... I didn't start in the like a traditional te- music teacher classroom. I started this pilot program um, through the San Diego Youth Symphony where I was teaching trumpet and trombone in an after-school music program. Mm-hmm. So my boss at the time was like, hey, do you want to teach general music to third grade? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I've never taught third grade or elementary before, and I don't remember anything from elementary music in my, uh, <laughs> in my music education degree. Um, but that's for different reasons. Um, so I walked in, and this classroom just had nothing. They were like, yeah, this used to be the computer lab, but it's no longer the computer lab. So there were some desks and chairs, and I was like, um, I have no idea what I'm doing. And fortunately, that's the same classroom that I'm in today, oh. and it looks quite a bit different. Yeah, it does. So on day one, I had put some tape down and on four corners, and I made a music box, and I thought I was so clever. And I was like, all right, the kids will sit in the music box. And then I had Welcome to Music on the front board, and I had like a couple of signs of rules of like, be nice, don't be mean. <laughs> okay, question. Be nice. Did we all start off with tape? I feel like I, I started tape. with tape, yes, and created this box, essentially. It wasn't called Music Box. It wasn't as that. Creative as that I'm, is but very cute. I apologize. That's okay. But no, I also had tape. I used duct tape, and then my... Custodians were a little disappointed in that. Oh, he's masking he's, tape. Yeah, it was a smarter choice. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what kind of tape you have, you always have kids who just stab it. Dealers love no, stabbing. No, I, I wouldn't let them go near the tape. I would oh. tell them you have to be in the center of the music box or in the front or like front okay. and center. And so, yeah, I was absolutely terrified. And it, it probably wasn't until year two, halfway through year two, I'm like, okay, I have, an, I have a grasp on this. Huh. Yep. 
Yeah. Wow. John? Um, my situation was different. Um, I So initially, I said in an earlier episode, I was initially aiming for high school, and then I was um, convinced, it sounds negative, but at the time it felt negative, mm-hmm. uh, convinced to join elementary school. I'm glad I joined it. But uh, I was similar situation. What am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, fortunately, before my first class, um, I met with uh, Michael Gray, who used to teach down in Chula Vista as well, and he recommended the Fire Robin, or Fire Robin program, uh, First Steps in Music, and that saved me so much because I had, same with you guys, nothing. I think we had some boomwhackers in a shed, <laughs> and no one knows why that was there. Um, but there was boomwhackers in the shed. We there used always them. are boomwhackers in the shed somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Um, but most of my curriculum was based off of uh, singing and based off of movement as opposed to having instruments. And that saved sure. me yep. yeah. big time. But similar situation, tape. And also I use tape as well as for spots as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I evolved using sit spots later. But just real quick, I... I played like trumpets, my instrument, sure. and that's what I grew. I grew up in band. I didn't really sing, and so it took me a long while to like really be confident to sing in front of my class. So we didn't do oh, a ton yeah. of singing. Like, wow, it was terrifying for me to to sing. Oh. And so I'm jealous that you at least you could fall back on singing when uh, when you were like, I don't know what I'm doing, so we'll sing. Fair like, enough. We didn't have that in my schools because their teacher didn't like singing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had that experience too, where I was just like very uncomfortable singing i did my student teaching with lori you know and she's our friend now Mm -hmm. she i she had the same hello song for her kindergartners and just like you know c or no g and c7 and i just would i practiced it so much the night before i i had to take over one of her lessons and i still was like Just like couldn't get it out. I was just so nervous. Wow. They're just little kinder- kindergartners, you know. It's just terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Kinder's a terrifying age. So I <laughs> love them. I love them now. I love them. Yeah, they're the best now. Mm-hmm. They're so little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? How did I start? I'm trying to remember. You just jumped in. We were talking um, about singing. We were talking about like. I remember you talking about the reporter who came to like. Oh yeah. Watch you on your car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring in music to the school that hadn't had it before. Right. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was teaching in um, general music class or no, uh, not general. general music. Yeah, just general ed classes. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. We were like moving tables. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we had to, because I I did want to do like some circle games. That's what I had seen in mm-hmm. uh, general music lessons, and then it was just so it was just like a lot of work. Um, like, you know, carting around and then moving everything and then moving it back in the span of 30 minutes. How? Just, yeah. So you had a little bit of training and, yeah. watching Lori. How, how much training did you guys have when you entered your first classroom? How much training did you have for specifically elementary? What well, I learned in college or didn't learn in college because I goofed off. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend was in the class. Well, a group of us. group of us. And we yeah. just... We weren't very good students. Okay, now I'm just going to not say group of us anymore. I'm going to walk away from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I taught Mommy and Me for okay. a number of years. What is so that? uh, that's where, you know, it was the only job I could get for a long time. It's where mommies bring their babies in, and it's a, it's a group class. So, um, But it was little, 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 like six months um, to two-year-olds. And so we would sing and we'd do everything with the babies together. And it was actually Orphan Kodai based. So mm-hmm. um, I 
I didn't know that at the time. I, mm, I learned yeah. a little bit about it, but I still didn't fully understand the ORF process or anything like that. They just, they, we had ORF instruments and we used some, some of the things from levels courses. Um, and I think the person who created the program that we were using was an ORF certified teacher. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I had that to fall back on with my little kids, but um, I was definitely all about like performances and very secondary sort of a mindset. Mm, um, sure. My first school was a private school and uh, we, I was, I was on a cart and I was in all the general classrooms as well. Um, and their whole focus was we're going to put on a big winter show and we're going to put on a big spring show. And it was a Christmas pageant. So like that, we, we just focused on that. I taught singing. I'm a singer. <laughs> so that's that's yes. what we defaulted to and nice. uh, with that. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> this guy right here. You know, but hearing you guys say that just to, that tells me the importance of what we're doing even more. So like making it normal to sing yeah. because right. no, humans need to sing and now all of us love to sing together. That's true. You know? Yeah, it makes us so happy when we're in our music teacher meetings and we're singing together. Yep. It feels good, so we're doing a round of the week. <laughs> yes, it does. That's one thing that John Fire talks about is that the goal for his program isn't to make them musicians, but mm-hmm. it's more so that when they grow up, they can sing to their kid. Yep, mm-hmm. the 30-year plan. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, and I, I think all the time about how I grew up singing in church, and that was just a normal thing, yep. and I got to do it every single week, but that's not a normal experience for a lot of people anymore. You know that communal singing, and it's important. That's why, that's why um, we've made it such a, a big deal to sing every morning on the blacktop at our school. We start out every day singing two songs as an entire community, because my principal, um, you know, believe me <laughs> when I told her um, about the the community building, team building spirit of group singing. So, yeah, um, when I when I entered the classrooms that I have now uh, at Finney and Juarez Lincoln, there was there was nothing. We we dug through all the old closets. I found a I found a box of old Christmas decorations that had bells on it, and I clipped all the bells mm. off. And wow, that, that was what we had for a while. And IKEA cups, and I had a whole curriculum that I bought on Teachers Pay Teachers that uses like cups to teach quarter notes and half notes oh, and cool. whole notes, and got the kids composing a little bit. So, what is yeah. the strangest thing? you have used to create music because i remember the, the, the first episode we talked about how and also right now you used random objects just to make things work mm-hmm. what is the strangest one i'm curious oh, i don't know maybe my yodeling pickle yodeling pickle <laughs> you have it oh awesome <laughs> yodeling. it just keeps going <laughs> Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> so what did you do with that thing? Did you just copy it? Or oh, whenever the kids do anything good, I pull it out. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but also we do sing back to it. Yodeling is it's very good vocal warm-up. It's true. Mm. Does it have eyes? It doesn't have eyes. <laughs> does it have a mouth? It's just a pickle That's a better question. with a, a button and a speaker. Mark, how about you? What's like what the weirdest thing you've used? Have you ever used unconventional stuff? Um, no, not really. I've. Uh, then you're not no. a music teacher. No, I'm not a music teacher. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you That's have. That's rude. Buckets. Um, <laughs> like, like, I mean, yeah, I use Home Depot buckets. I've used cups before. Um, we we did a team building exercise that wasn't musical, but we 
got like I attached rubber bands and so it was four rubber bands one three were attached and were like handles and kids had to work together to build a tower out of cups okay and this was early on when kids would just not want to work together in my classroom where it'd be um all right can you find a partner and just absolute chaos ensued and just like what is happening you can't find someone that you want to work with and so I used one of my lessons. I'm like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna do this as like a team building activity, um, not musical, but they needed it. The kids needed to to accomplish something working together. Mm-hmm. So cups and rubber bands, I guess, would be yeah. Okay, what I've used cups one. and rubber bands. They work. Wine Did you glasses. have something? Oh, wine glasses. Yeah, I, scandalous. My first year. No, no this is a story. <laughs> mild story. This is a story nonetheless. What were they filled with, um, John? <laughs> <laughs> they were filled with water. Mm. I'm not Jesus either, so it was just <laughs> water. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, my school has um, choirs in my th- grade three, four choir, which I eventually absolved and just did, you know, upper grade, lower grade. But we had the grade three, four choir. It was the. It was hard to work with them. So we decided, you know what, since our numbers are so small, we're just going to try and do some percussion stuff and pull out some wine glasses as well. Did some, I tuned up the wine glass to make sure it worked. And then, you know, I walked out. I had to um, move classrooms the next year, and I walked out with the wine glasses. My third grade teacher joked, John, you are not allowed. That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm finally, my memory is finally jogging, um, like, however many minutes after we've started but uh yeah i do remember because like no prior music at my first school Mm -hmm. no music room no instruments when i got there and like the principal had no input either on Mm -hmm. what i should teach and so i you know i it was both like you know total freedom and also like do i teach Uh uh so i i remember just like opening up my um my laptop and like from the days of iTunes, I know John, you're not, you don't subscribe to that, but um, what you do iTunes? I sometimes do. Sometimes, okay. I sorry. mean, I'm more. I didn't mean to put Apple. you in a box. Sorry, you can bring a music out a box. box. <laughs> you would have been a music box in my class. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just was like, okay, what is my like? What what song would I want to share? And so I, that's what I ended up doing for like my first uh, week of. Um, of lessons with almost all my grades. I just, I chose um, one of my favorite songs uh, by Ebo Taylor. If you don't know who Ebo Taylor is, gotta look him up. It's from Ghana. Amazing trumpet lines and just like upbeat. Like you can't help. Right. And like the kids were like, I love this. I, read it down. I need a pen. I need to write it down. And like, and we did um, uh, Shay Kule, mm-hmm. which is like yeah. a children's mm-hmm. game from Ghana. And Nice. And I was like, okay, I got one. I've got (laughs) one lesson. So how long did it take before you guys saw actual instruments in your classrooms? Excluding the boomwhackers from the shed. Yeah, excluding the (laughs) boomwhackers in the shed. Well, I had convinced my PTA to have um, them fund recorders. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Um, Later on, I've discovered, you know what, like having the kids purchase would be a good idea. But Mm -hmm. the PTA was gracious enough to fund recorders. That wasn't until like quarter two, so like around December. Okay. So half the year was nothing. Yeah. Except for voices and um, random things I found in the thing things. The... Closets? Closet, thank yep. you. Like wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but they're for other reasons. Yeah. Um, I bought those, excuse me, thank you. <laughs> I think 
I had I was fortunate enough to get some boom whackers and some rhythm sticks and eventually some recorders during that 10 week like pilot program that I taught. Okay. Um, but that was through the organization that I was working for with mm. the San Diego Youth Symphony. Mm-hmm. So they were able to provide those instruments. And then I was super fortunate because that 10 week pilot, that 10 week program led me to being in my current position now because my principal liked me so much and she wanted to keep me. And I think part of her deal was they purchased an instrument package. So mm-hmm. my first official like year teaching from the very beginning, mm-hmm. I had a very small ORF package. So mm-hmm. I had rhythm sticks, unpitched percussion. I had about three or, four, or about five uh, barred instruments. Yeah. So it was the one that Lauren put together with Judy Pine yeah. from West Music. Thanks, Judy. We love you, Thank Judy. Thank you, Judy. Very much. Um, so I had that kind of going into my first year teaching, but that 10-week pilot program, it was a few weeks where I'd gone into it and was like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know what to do with these kids. Can I get some help? And they're yeah. like, yeah, here's a couple of things. I'm like, all right, we'll figure out what to do with boomwhackers. Mm-hmm. Put them in a storage closet. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I pull them out a couple times a year. I love I do not like these. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love them. Do There's, you? I do. Um, I love them because when you do something with them, it focuses, like, it makes all the kids focus on their part and they're responsible that's for true. it. That's sure. true. So that's, that's how I, I, I do That's true. There's, there's pros for sure. Right. Yeah. And it just lets them hit something. This is true. Sometimes they need That's, to do that. As long as they don't hit each other. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or bend them. It's like, especially yeah. the big boom whackers. Yeah, the basses. Oh, I don't have those. Mm. Not yet. I have the octavators, but no mm, bass. Fair enough. No bass boom whackers. Well, they're not worth it because they break in half this way too true. fast. Um, I, it took me it took me until January to get um, the the ORF package that Judy put together for the district. So um, mm. I taught for the first yeah six months. Oof. Would nothing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you presented um, at our ORF workshop mm-hmm. and you did, uh, what was it? Um, it might have been a Chigratum or, mm-hmm. and you had some like little streamers that you had yeah. made. Everyone was like, where did you get these? And you're yeah. like, I made them. <laughs> I made them. Yeah. I went to the dollar store. Um, the dollar store has, you know, bracelets and, um, and I just cut dollar store party tablecloths into strips, those plastic tablecloths. And they make some pretty great streamers you know you necessity is the mother of invention mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. so back in college i remember we had i had this percussion teacher he said in order to be a percussionist you need to be a handy person mm. i feel like the same applies for an elementary music oh teacher. teacher sure. mm-hmm. yeah yes. yes pat piffner yeah good old yeah. mr piffner yeah but no so like in order to do stuff you gotta be good with your hands because uh-huh. you have to be on the spot and make things that's cool. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so all of us have had to be pretty tenacious with actually going out and finding instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all VH1 Save the Music grantee schools, which is uh, awesome. Yes. You know, we all mm-hmm. have um, band and orchestra programs mm-hmm. that have instruments provided by VH1. But outside of VH1, how have you found instruments, guys? Uh, Donors Choose has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when So I was at two schools, and the school I'm no longer at while I was there... I donors choose a ukulele uh, classroom set of ukuleles, mm-hmm. um, and that was magical and super life saving. And mm-hmm. so I used that for a while my my tenure there. And recently, I invested in a handbell set, and mm-hmm. so it's cool. a full octave of handbells, and then plus the high octave, the low octave, and then the chromatic notes. 
And I use that a lot with my younger kids and my SDC kids. And mm-hmm. so we do some play-alongs and everyone has their bell and their That's color, cool. similar to boom whackers. But yeah. with these particular bells, you can just push the top and they ring. Yes. So you don't actually have to like hold it. And okay. so it's a little easier cool. for those students who have difficulty holding on to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, my school is partnered with an organization called Turnaround Arts. And through that partnership, I've been able to apply for some grants. And so I've used grants to also build my instrumentarium. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, similar to Mark, uh, we have a whole class of ukuleles. And again, I'm grateful for my parent uh, committee at my school site because they're mm-hmm. the ones who funded it. Mm-hmm. Um, they understand the importance of music. So yeah, they funded uh, 30 ukuleles. Um, That's awesome. It is. And I'm, again, gracious. <laughs> Uh, we also, it took me about three, last year, no, sorry, this current past year, because this is the final day, mm-hmm. uh, this past year is, uh, we finally got ORF instruments. Yes. And so cool. that's Yay. been a big part of my program as well. So mm-hmm. it's been a mixture of, I focus mostly on singing because that's my, you know, my comfort food, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ORF instruments, ooks. And of course, I still use recorders. Piece so. by piece. Piece by piece. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I kind of um, how I convinced the um, the PTA to fund the ukuleles is because we have recorders, and that's a good segue towards wind and blowing into um, an, a wind instrument. And we also have percussion instruments, perfect for going into the professional percussion, quote unquote. If you didn't see that, um, but for there wasn't any sort of segue into professional, quote unquote, strings. So ukuleles was the perfect way to do that. There you go. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, I I rely pretty heavily on partnerships with other nonprofits, so Mm -hmm. like VH1. And then uh, San Diego Youth Symphony has ORF instruments that I've been using. And then um, also the Piano Project uh, was able to bring us uh, some pianos, upright pianos. uh, Plural? Yeah, we... yeah, I asked. They were there to just come meet us, and because um, Rosebank was the first school that they donated to in I our see. district, and I was like, you know, we have this little stage, and I down the line I see some of our students playing the piano, but we don't have a piano on the stage sure. either, and I was like, could you give us two? And they're like, oh. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Have yeah, you, have you really utilized good. that for like the a spring music or whatever concert? Yeah, so we had um, recently a, an art show at our school, and we had a student um, who recently started taking piano lessons and uh, has really taken off with um, composing. That's great. So, yeah, he composed a bunch of pieces this year, and he played like a seven-minute piece it was really cool it was so great good. to highlight him yeah, yeah that is cool so we uh we we got the district package my first year um for each school site so we we also you know acquired that about six months in um donors choose has been a lifesaver and lowe's coronado which is a big fancy resort on coronado has funded a bunch of our donors wow. choose grants mm. for the district and i've been so grateful for that so huh. shout out to them um piano mm. project uh is a nonprofit in san diego that rehomes uh unused living room 
pianos into schools and they have donated to all of our schools, which has been really key. But then some other things that, um, that I've been able to do besides begging PTA, um, and which, you know, <laughs> thanks guys. Um, they've helped out. Uh, I go on Craigslist regularly and I make a mm. plea, um, and I say mm. instruments needed for title one school. And then I mm. just kind of like write a little bit of the story and I've gotten the coolest, weirdest instruments out of that one. Like That's a super good idea. That's yeah. Good. Well, because yeah. you know, especially in the springtime, like when people are cleaning out their garages, yeah. like I get weird stuff. Like I got, um, a couple of gourds that are covered in beads and, uh, I got, um, oh, I got some 1930s xylophones that are really cool. They come in suitcases. I got some Whoa. tone bells, <laughs> like a really nice set of tone bells. So, um, and a guitar, um, I was gifted a guitar and a violin, a student wow. violin. Any yeah. Auto harps? Um, no auto harps. Still waiting for one of those. Um, I would love to have an auto harp. If you want. But that's been a really good one. Nothing. After, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, that's so Craigslist has been a really good resource for that. And also we have a couple of neighborhood groups in San Diego called Buy Nothing. Um, and they're for the different areas. Like we have one out here in Allied Gardens. There's mm-hmm. one in North Park. Um, so I'll post on, on Buy Nothing. And that's nice too because I can put a picture of the music room up and say, hey, we need help. Um, so mm-hmm. um, I find people are willing to help. And then businesses, if I'm specific, like Home Depot, I, I gift. Yeah. us a set of buckets for bucket drumming um yeah you you, you just you can't be afraid to ask i guess i mm-hmm. think a lot of times people are afraid to ask because they're afraid the answer is going to be no but it's like well so what if it's a no yeah, <laughs> then just, you just ask somebody else they so. just don't want to help children I so know, it's right? their deal yeah and exactly. also focusing on like this is for the kids like if, yes. you, if you feel like this is embarrassing okay so mm-hmm. at least i'm t- doing this for the kids yeah. yes yeah and i and and People like the to take ownership of their own community too, and so if you can go to local neighborhoods around your school, be like, yeah. "Look, these are kids in your neighborhood. We'd love to give you a shout out in our program. Mm-hmm. We're doing some really cool stuff, and people want in on that." So, um, I just wanted the the whole idea of this episode to be like, it's possible to create something from nothing. We all did it. We all Definitely. taught for yeah. multiple months at a time with no materials, um, yeah. just with our own voices and our own knowledge, and maybe we had to do a little bit of reaching and figuring out in there for. A while but it we still all have really happy thriving programs and really happy thriving kids Mm -hmm. one thing that that was big even though getting the instruments was great Mm -hmm. being amongst this community in Chula Vista was super helpful and I know that this is not the case for a lot of people but being surrounded by a community of musicians be it locally or just being it via internet so that you can push yourself and understand what they're doing so that you can try to steal it or you know, use it mm-hmm. um, is a great resource if you're starting your own music program and you don't know what you're doing. Be a part of a community, locally or otherwise, just yeah. so that you can improve your musicianship. Well, your teachingship, for lack yeah. of a better term. Find also, your local orf chapter. I, I also definitely. think stealing things is there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Like. Mm-hmm. You don't need to reinvent the wheels. No, like if, if you, John, teach your lesson at your school at Casillas, my Montgomery kids don't know that lesson. I'm going to steal it. Yes. And that means I'm going to teach it like 75 times, you know. Mm-hmm. But the kids, like, it's fresh to them, even though it might not be fresh to us. And so I yeah. think, like, remind, reminding yourself that as you're teaching these lessons, yes, you may have taught this same song 150 times. Mm-hmm. But the kids may have only heard it two times or three yes. times. And so just kind of remembering that and building your program is like, yeah, you might know this song and you might be sick of it at this point, but it's fresh to the kids. Mm-hmm. And so that that's super important. And then like you said, Crystal, being a part of a 
a chapter, an mm-hmm. orf, a kodai, you know, just yeah, I know don't for, do it alone. I don't. You're right. Like I know for me going up to the orf meeting or the orf um, trainings, mm-hmm. that that alone is material to get you at least a month, mm-hmm. like at least. But then you also you talk with people and you then you're able to be like, well, I could also add this extension to this lesson. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, I would love to move on to the spiccato section. Awesome. So does sure. anybody have something that they want to share? Mark does. All right, Mark. Bring it on. Mark. Oh, Lord. Oh, that was, that was heard that. on the microphone. <laughs> I intended it to oh. be heard. <laughs> there we go. Okay. For those who are not watching the video, what do you got there, Mark? I have um, a mouthpiece puller for brass instruments. Oh. <laughs> That's what this is. There's a got story it. behind this okay. In, okay. Uh, item. Um, I'll pass it around let you... Uh, play with it so wait are we gonna before you expound should we try to see what we can do with it first yeah okay let's see here there's a limit (laughs) it's a limiting item but so crucial do you use it beyond mouthpiece removal no okay okay Okay. um let's see here um i'm not that creative yes you are but okay um let's see here zoe if you'd like to examine examine All right. So I think I might be tempted to uh, use it as an, a movement piece prop and say, um, Ooh, can you make a similar I like shape? I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you expound on that for those who don't really understand? Sure. I take I would take two kids and stand them next to each other and say, you have to make this shape using uh, nothing but your bodies. You know, um, so parts of of this are touching and parts are separate. So how can you use your hands and your feet and what parts okay. of yourselves are going to touch and how can you? create the similar shape i like i actually you, you saying that inspired me so what this seems to do is push up against the uh the mouthpiece and then you can pull it out correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so similarly how does this look like for the laban movement laban created uh he developed eight different types of ways to move to music so mm-hmm. this could be a good way to showcase pressing like the strength Ooh. of pressing so and we're like mm. yeah very nice i think playing off crystals things that could also be use of positive and negative space yes there uh, you go. Uh, yeah did you have an idea you were you were trying to ding it yeah i mean the the little doesn't have a very parts. musical ding yeah it, it reminded me of like a triangle or um shaker yeah <laughs> i don't know i like <laughs> i like too there's a story behind why I brought this item. Do tell. Um, yes. So I was in sixth grade, and my band director told our tr- us trumpets, don't hit your mouthpiece because it can get stuck, <laughs> but it makes a fun sound. It does make a fun sound. And so obviously I didn't listen, so I hit my <laughs> mouthpiece on my trumpet, and it got stuck. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. So I went home, and I was like, Dad. My mouthpiece stuck. Mr. Mr. Waldrum said, I have to go to the music store so they can they could take it out. And when I said, no, I'm not going to take it to the music store. And so he proceeds to put my trumpet in the vice. And so my trumpet's sitting there, and he takes a pair of pliers, and he goes to pull out the mouthpiece. And instead of pulling out the mouthpiece, he breaks the lead pipe. And so oh, no. the lead pipe is, like, broken off. And so I'm like, can we go to the music store now? And so we end up going to Lee's Music. And he had to resolder the, the lead pipe on, oh, and so I brought this because I tell my I tell that story every year when I 
when I'm teaching trumpets and teaching trombones, like, if you get it stuck, I'm not angry. I want to help you, and I want to use this specific tool, because it was like a $200 fix yeah, to have sure, to resolder sure. it on. And it probably would have been free or like 10 bucks had we gone when I initially got the mouthpiece stuck. And so this is just, it's it's a tool that it's embarrassing to go up to your band director and be like, my mouthpiece is stuck. Because you <laughs> yeah. know, like, you were hitting it right. after yeah. you've been told, don't. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it would have saved my dad like 180 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, just listen. Yep. So that's why I brought it. All right, I like it. that story. I like it. All right. Well, I believe we have a round of the week. We do. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So. Round of the week. Am I I steering the ship today? Um, Yes, please. Sure, yes, please. All right, we're going to be doing Rocky Mountain High. Do you guys know this one? No. Nope. Okay. Rob Hampton has a really fun uh, process on YouTube for this one, so I encourage you to look it up. It's really great. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain high. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Do, 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 do remember me. Do, 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 do remember me. And then you can go and there's other verses. Stormy ocean, stormy ocean. And then, yeah, it's good. So, uh, but we'll just stick to the Rocky Mountain verse. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain High. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. When you're on that Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Hang your head and cry. Hang your head and cry. Do, 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 do remember me. 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 Hey, girls against boys? Yeah. Yeah? Sorry, John. Let's do it. Here we go. Okay. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain High. When you're on the Rocky Mountain, hang your head and cry. Do 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 remember me. Do 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 remember me. Do 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 remember me. I like it. Very cute. Alright you guys, where can they find us? I am on the old Twitter machine. Um, Twitter handle is Mr. M-R Keemer, K-E-E-H-M-E-R. There you'll find photos of our recently done musical, Susical, nice. ton of fun, and lots of other things. My, uh, You can find me on the Twitterverse. My business Twitter, my educational Twitter, is M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N, Mr. Seligman. And there you can find out, recently we posted, we just finished our album. Uh, we recorded an album wow. for the first time. So Congrats. we'll be showing some small stuff regarding that. And yeah. That's amazing. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitter at Ms. Kumagai, M-S-K-U-M-A-G-A-I. You can find me on Twitter at Finny Vapa. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you. 
The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com Hey, John, the door's right there. You're welcome to go through it if you need. This is Crystal's place, not yours. <laughs> I was here first besides Crystal oh, boys. and Brian and the boys. Boys. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> he started it, okay?